Greetings all you magnificent trainers out there, and welcome to the Tallgrass Podcast, your weekly dose of Pokemon consideration. I'm your host, Jake Drain, and today we are joined by, you probably guessed it, Nicholas Hammond. As always. <laughs> it's not my fault you don't have any other friends. Yeah, I know, it's my own fault, damn it. <laughs> it's a cruel world we live in. Yes, it is. Alright, Nick, so, as... <laughs> Would you say it's a tenth of cruel world out there? Hey. Alright, everyone, that's gonna be it. See you later. Ah, oh, just kidding, we got a lot to talk about there today. We're talking about competitive... Basically, the intro to competitive. Yeah, I guess what it basically is. Like, competitive breeding and what yeah, it means. Basically, all that fun stuff that you may not have any idea what we're talking about at the, the end of the episodes. Well, we're going to be filling you in. We're going to talk about what EVs are, what IVs are, and, well, how to breed for your proper nature. Oh, yeah. And why it's important to do all those things. <laughs> and just how OPOP you can make your Pokemon. Moderately so. Um, I think it's easiest. Let's just start out with um, probably the most important thing about everything. Probably say what they are. Well, I was going to start with what an EV is, Okay. other than a Pokemon that evolves into a, a lot of different things. Yeah. But the initials E and V stands for effort value. That's correct. And basically, effort value training, or otherwise shortened to EV training, because no one wants to say effort value every single time, unless you're weird. Yeah. No, it's pretty weird. Uh, but no. So, it Jake, is. what's an EV? It's a Pokemon. Yes, it is. What's the best evolution? Ooh, wow. That is, that is a question. And if you don't... Ah! <laughs> You're gonna have to do so much editing this episode. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> um, basically, an EV determines which one of your stats go and in- get increased by how much. Absolutely, more or less. Yeah. So basically, ah, ah. Do you want me to take over here? No, I got it. You're the, you're the, you're the captain, captain. So an effort value. Is basically a system of points that aren't directly seeable most of the time. Though I guess with, I think with X and Y you can see them from the yeah with, right? with the uh, with the, the with the power super, training yeah, the super power training whatever they called it. So basically, uh, you know, there are the stats: there's attack, special attack, defense, special defense, speed, and HP. So six stats. All of them can be boosted through effort values. You have a total of 510 points, which you can spend throughout all those stats with a maximum of 255. EV points per any stat. So that usually revolves to basically maxing two stats and then putting a, the handful, a, ha- a handful of points into something else. Because although you can put a maximum of uh, 255, yes. it doesn't actually round up to anything because no. uh, you can't put 255 into a single stat. Yes, you... Wait, no, you can. Yes, you can. On, that, no, that's I'm the sorry. maximum, yes. Hang on, no. Um... You can put a total of 255 EV points into any stat. Right. But yes. the problem is, is that... Um, it goes off of a uh, three-point basis. It goes off a three-point basis. Yes. And um, or excuse me, a four-point four, four, basis. Yeah, it goes off a four-point basis, yeah. and um, that ends around a total. Basically, per four EVs, your stat goes up by one. Yes. And since four does not evenly go into two fifty-five, you end up at sixty-three point seven five, and unfortunately, the world of Pokemon rounds that down. Yes, it does. To only an increase of sixty-three to a single stat. Yeah. Not so, for 64. example, thirteen points and fifteen points. Both come out with a three-point bonus. Yeah. As adverse to a difference. So if you yeah, only a, have so many points left, it's usually better just to put the lower number in. Basically. Usually the way it works is you have 252 in one, 252 in another, and four yes. in the last. That's correct. Because um, it works the same, except you get one extra stat point. Yeah. For, like, you literally get a plus one stat mm-hmm. in anything you would like. So when we talk about EV training certain Pokemon in certain ways... It's let's say you have a Snorlax. 
Sure. And you want your Snorlax to have more HP. You want your Snorlax to have more HP and more attack. Yes. That's that's a fairly common thing you want to do well, because Snorlax ahead. have be their best their best stats really are their attack and their HP. Yeah, we'll just go with it. So. So you would put well if you were me, which you know. No one else in the world. No is. one else. I'm a special snowflake. Um, you would put. I would put 252 in the attack, for an extra 63 attack. 252 in the HP for an extra 63 hit points, and I would put the last four and something like special defense for just an extra one. Really, it doesn't matter what you put that last yeah. four into. But there's no benefit to putting it in your main. But there's sets. no exactly. There's no there's no loss in putting it in something that will benefit. And you. there's usually no benefit to putting it into the stat you're ignoring. Yeah, because like you you're building a physical attacking Snorlax. You don't want to put it in special attack. Yeah. But again, one is literally such a minuscule difference. Yeah. It's hardly. It can make a difference with something like speed. Yeah, it's just that since you're not running something like any special attack moves, why yes. not just put it in defense or special yeah. defense? You People often put their extra one point in speed because that one point of speed can put you above another Pokemon. Especially if you both use something like a priority move yeah. that has the same priority. They have the same priority. Whoever has that one higher point will hit first. You know, so yeah, so EVs are the probably easier, in my opinion, of the two between EVs and the other half, IVs. IVs are just obnoxious. Nick, you want to take away? You want to start oh, let's, us let's, off? Let's, let's finish EVs first. Yeah, we don't have too much. So, actually, I guess we can talk about how, how exactly you, you train. Yeah. So, so, there's a couple different ways you can go about it. With the new super training they released in... Uh, they X started and X and Y. Um, all those different... Um, all those different mini-games you can play. Yes. They basically correlate with one of the stats. Yeah. If you, if you have played X and Y or, Ruby and, or Mega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you'll remember that the first six games all have a stat correlated with it. There's the HP, the attack, special attack, defense, special defense, and speed. So all of those will increase that Pokemon's stat, their effort value of that stat, by so much, depending on which of the three tiers. And then depending on like the bag multipliers and what you do, yeah. if you do any of that. There are ways to obviously change it. You can actually reset them with one of the punching bags you can get from doing these games. That You can just reset your EVs entirely. But yeah, so that's probably the easiest way to do it. <laughs> the other way is um, obnoxious. So every it's fairly obnoxious, but you can make it go by fairly quickly if you yes. if you know what you're doing. Um, basically, uh, let's say you have. Uh, we use our Snorlax. We use our Snorlax again, and let's say you know we want to train we want to train him in that attack stat. Um, basically, every every Pokemon in the game has a EV associated with them with variables between one and three. Yes. And so I would go. Isn't it between one and six? I thought it was between one and three. I thought it was six, but w whatever. I can fact check. A number. Three. It is a number. I believe it's between one and three. Usually, lower evolved Pokemon have the one. Mm -hmm. The higher they get, the more they have. But the important part is, let's say, let's say you want to train that Snorlax in attack, and you come across a wild Patrat, because everyone loves Patrat. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, they give plus one EV to attack. Yes. So, if you kill 252 Patrats, or you faint them, with your Snorlax, mm -hmm. you will have have 252 EVs yes. in your attack stat. Also of note, any Pokemon who gains experience from a fight will receive this EV. Including experience, yeah. So, if I have, let's say, six Snorlaxes who I'm all training for attack, and they all come in against this Patrat before I faint it, they will all receive that plus one EV, which is the which is different than the mini game, which only the Pokemon who's participating will get it. But it's usually still faster if you're focusing on that one Pokemon. Because basically, when you when you have enough 
points in that stat, you can just yes. like two shot the higher level bosses or the higher level games. Yeah. Making it, you know. Yeah. And let's just say pretend that say you make this Snorlax with attack and HP. And then you realize, whoops, I don't really want it to have attack. I want it to have defense. You want to just make it a tank. So in X and Y and onward, there are those reset punching bags that will just reset your EVs, which is a lot easier than the old way, which involved berries. Because there were, um, I think, what was it like the Qualop berry? Reduced uh, defense? There was, a, there was a series of six berries. I think it was Pomeg, Kelpsy, Qualot, Hondu, Greppa, and the Tomato? Uh, Tomato berry? I never used berries to yeah. reset. I usually would just... Get it right the first time. <laughs> get it right the first time or start yeah. over again. Well, anyways, there were the six berries that all reduced a EV by 10 if your Pokemon ate it. So there was a chance that, say you messed up, or you had your Pokemon, you went to a team, you fought a bunch of wild Pokemon, and then you realized you wanted to EV train it. You could reset them over a large number of berries. But again, a lot of this is mute because it became a lot easier and a lot more convenient with the new games because they just refined they made a lot more simpler process exactly they realized oh yeah people are doing this we should make yeah. it a little easier for them also quick explanation all those vitamins that were in all of the games the zinc the protein those would also raise the evs by 10 but they would only you could only use them max of 10 times on yes Pokemon. you could not fully max them out with using those absolutely and so You'd always get those, this Pokemon doesn't want to eat that. That means you're done. Yeah, that means you're done at that point. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't use this on anything that had more than 100, right? I think so. I think as soon as it hit 100, you can no so longer use it. As soon as it hit 100 EV, you can no longer use it in that stat. Yeah. Which is a bit of a bummer, but, you know. I mean, they, they saved a lot of time. It was 10 of them was 100. Yeah, exactly. And 100 is a very good start. You know, yeah. you're almost halfway there. Yeah. So that's an introduction to effort values. Pretty now cool. we move to individual values. Which are the pain I, in the butt. <laughs> Nick, take it away. Though to be fair, I think IVs are more fun for me because I like that kind of grindy sort of game. But part of the reason I like playing Pokemon is I like that grind. So individual values, also like effort values, have a lot of impact on how powerful a Pokemon can be. So it's a bit more complicated though. You can't change an IV of Pokemon. They just exist. So for each Pokemon, for each IV, the same six sort of stats, it gives you, you it's a number from zero, which is the lowest possible stat you can have. It's nothing. It'll 31. Add, it'll add nothing. Which is maximum. It's the best. So like if you have, say this Snorlax, which has an attack IV of zero, it gains no bonus from that, and it just kind of is very sad. Yeah. But attack IV of 31 becomes very powerful. And basically how you can check for, because also individual values are something you won't be able to see just when you look at the Pokemon on the screen. It won't yeah. immediately show it. But when you, um, there's usually people in the later games, most notably in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire on the, um, what, I, it's the uh, Battle Island, Battle Resort Island place. Yes. Sure. Um, in the, in the, the right corner. Battle Frontier? Battle Frontier, there we go. Yeah. Um. There is a guy by the map in the Poke Center, mm -hmm. and if you talk to him, he will say, hey, do you want me to evaluate one of your Pokemon? Yeah. And if you say yes and you show him a Pokemon, he will basically say various things, and then basically when he says, like, these stats are very good, like, oh, it's HP is amazing. Is, is amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. A, its attack is wow. is, is righteous. 
yeah. bro. Basically, <laughs> if it if he exclaims good Amazing. things about the stat, then it has max IVs. Yes. If he says bad things about it, I believe that means it has zero. Yeah. And if he says nothing about it, then they're just... Somewhere in between. They're somewhere in between. Yeah. So the interesting part about uh, IVs is the way they work is based on Pokemon's level. So if you have a IV of 31, the max possible IV in attack. At level 100, that Pokemon will receive plus 31 attack. And that is factored by the level it is. So if it's level 50, it will receive half of 31. If it's level 10, it will receive one-tenth of 31, and so on. So if you have the the number of IV, the IV number you have in a stat is the number you will get at 31 at level 100, and then you base that off of the Pokemon's current level. It's pretty useful, though. I mean, it's very level useful 50, because basically we're talking about at the end of all of this, you can have a plus 91 yeah. In any, and you know, in stats that you have dedicated 252 IVs or EVs. Plus 91 players, you have to get a 5 IV, man. <laughs> Realistically, you don't need a 5 IV. <laughs> Realistically, you don't need a 5 IV. Really, you only need them in those stats that are important to yes. you. You can usually give up the, the dump stat. Yeah, like, so again, if we're going back to the Snorlax as the yeah. example, I wouldn't really care if there was an IVs for special attack. Right. I would be like, I don't even have any special attack moves on my set yeah why would i bother ha why would i bother trying to get it right for a mm -hmm. i mean it's it's nice to be able to say you have a max iv yeah pokemon but it's not always necessary right so also there's a special advantage of ivs which is hidden power that is very true so hidden power is a weird move that most people didn't know what the heck it did for the longest time but uh hidden power is both its power and its type is based off of a pokemon's ivs it's really odd. So, like, the highest IVs, you, the higher IVs you have, the stronger hidden power is. So, if you had, I think the maximum base power is 70, right? Of hidden power? I think 70 is the highest it goes. If you have really, really good high IVs. But the type is odd, because the type has a very specific combination of IVs. And it's not 100% easy to get the type you want. Which means it's a really big pain in the ass when you're trying to go for a certain... Yes. Hidden power. For example, I know if, I know if you have a thirty-one in every set, I believe it's a dark type hidden power. I think so too. But the the biggest problem is when you're going for something like, when when you want to have a hidden power. Yeah. To cover a type weakness, mm -hmm. like if you're using a water type Pokemon, and you wanted to, and have... you wanted to have coverage for grass, so you want that ice hidden power or a fire or fire. Yeah. You want to have like you know the... a very specific combination of IVs in order to get it. Like for and the way to illustrate this is if you have thirty-one. In every e in every IV, your hidden power will be power seventy, and it will be type dark. If you have thirty one in everything except for special attack, it is still power seventy, but it is now type electric. And if you have let's just say zero in every IV, I think it, hidden power becomes like power ten. And I think it's a normal hit. I think so. I think that's how it works. So your IVs, both in what combination you have them. And how strong they are entirely changed the power of this move. And you'll see hidden power a lot in competitive play because you'll see it as sort of a Pokemon's compensation for its type weaknesses. Exactly, like um, because like for example, Charizard can't normally learn, let's say, a grass move, but one of Charizard's weaknesses is water types. And sometimes, though not very common, it's just for example, a Charizard can have a hidden power that is grass type because it the move itself doesn't actually matter what the type it is. And so this Charizard now has a grass move to deal with these pesky water types. Exactly. In case you wanted to, you know... Not die. Not die. Yeah. 
Vanessa Banal. Getting IVs, though. Getting IVs, basically, you can really only do by breeding. Yes. Except in Sun and Moon. Maybe. Maybe. It's not really sure. There have been leaked... Rumors. Rumors that in Sun and Moon... They're making it easier. I'm making it easier that if you hit... If your Pokemon is level 100, you can IV train it. Yes. To get max stats and IVs. That's not been confirmed, though, so take it with a grain of salt. You have to take it with a grain of salt, but it is a potential. Yes. So... The best way to describe it, when you're trading, when you so we'll, we'll give you the rundown on how to breed IVs, just in case people are as Crazy usual enough to want to do it, or just you know not the people with the rumors about Sun and Moon can turn out to be blatantly false. So when you are hatching a Pokemon, its IVs are just determined. They're not always that just exist when a Pokemon is caught in the wild or when it's hatched, and it's just what they are. But you have a certain degree of control over what the IVs can be. So when a Pokemon is hatched, uh, three of the IVs are chosen completely random, and the other three come from its parents. So at least one of them comes from the father, one of them comes from the mother, and the third is chosen randomly between the two. Which is, it sounds like a lot of random, and it is. It's not very fun all the time. RNG is basically the determining factor yes. of... Uh, of IVs, basically. Absolutely. Of, of course, you can make it so it's guaranteed to be a six IV Pokemon. Yeah. It usually takes a it just usually takes a while to get to that point in time. Absolutely. And there are certain items that you can use to kind of control a certain degree of it to make it a bit easier. Like there are various items you can give Pokemon that like uh, when you know when a Pokemon is holding this item and it breeds, it'll guarantee the 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 offspring Pokemon will guarantee to have all the IVs. This Pokemon does. So it only guarantees all of them. It guarantees some of them. Basically, you just guarantee enough from one side and the other side that it gets yeah. six or the five IVs that you need. Yeah. So there was the best part about X and Y was the that friend zone once you beat the game. Because uh, all the dittos in that friend zone were guaranteed to have two perfect IVs. At random, but still two perfect IVs. Which is very useful. It's very useful. And so, what you would basically do is that they're chosen randomly, but if you do it properly, and a lot of grinding, you can basically get five perfect IVs with a certain degree of ease. And then, and then, and then from there, it's just a lot of reading until you Mm get... Yeah. For example, hold. I think it's uh, the power items, right? Yeah, so I think it's it the is. power items, like the bracer, yeah. the... Yeah, so if you hold the, the equivalent power item for a stat, that guarantees the Pokemon to pass down that IV from itself. Yes. So say I have an EV with a uh, uh, Ditto with a perfect IV and attack, and I really want a Snorlax with perfect attack, and I have a wild Snorlax, or a Snorlax I caught from a friend zone that has perfect defense, and I really want that. My baby Snorlax to also have perfect defense. So I can breed the Ditto and the Snorlax together, and as long as they're holding the proper power items, they will pass down those IVs each. And then there will be a random one, which is just a certain degree of unfortunate misfortune, but it definitely happens. So yeah, if you don't like RNG, yeah, you won't have a very fun. Actually, time. no, can't you only can't only one Pokemon hold? I think it only works for one, doesn't it? I may have been talking on my ass. That's what you usually do, though. That's fair. I learned it from you. <laughs> hey, right. You watch it over there. However, only one parent can hold a power item. You cannot pass two IVs, but yes. Yeah. So I think, excuse me earlier, 
I think that only one Pokemon can hold a power item. So only one Pokemon can pass down a stat. But I think the Destiny not guarantees the five, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're usually Pokemon pass down three. But a Destiny Knot, if a Pokemon is holding a Destiny Knot, it will pass down... Five IVs will be gained from the parents, not three. Which is definitely useful, because if you have... Once you have your perfect IV Pokemon, or five IVs... Say I have a five IV EV whose weakness is attack, and I want to breed for an Espeon. I can give that EV a Destiny Knot, and then if I have my other Pokemon who's breeding with also has a perfect IV and everything is but, but attack. Chances are very high that my offspring Pokemon, my baby Eevee, will have very good stats and everything but attack. And there's a certain degree of sometimes you just don't get lucky and sometimes it doesn't happen. Never lucky. Never lucky. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Jesus does not favor us. That's that's basically the story of my life. Yeah. So you basically you just keep you just keep running back and forth, you keep getting these eggs, you keep grinding them, and eventually you get a perfect IV Pokemon that you're looking for. And you get what you need, and then you train it, and you have the super OP Pokemon. And one of the things I like to do is the fact that because of you doing so much grinding, I also like to grind for shinies at the same time, so I can get my shiny 5 IV Pokemon just to rub it in. See, I always have, I always get the shiny Pokemon that it isn't perfect IV. So. What well, I mean? You have, you have to breed for the Matsuda method, which we will talk about another time. <laughs> That's not a st- that's not a topic for this episode. It's not competitive. It's entirely aesthetic Pokemon battling. <laughs> However, it's one last. There thing is you one know. last thing that basically can throw everything we just talked about askew, if you do it properly, improperly. Yeah, but that's natures. Yes. So basically, the nature of the Pokemon. If you've been uh, playing recent games, which I'm sure you have been, if you're listening, I think you've been playing podcast, since what Ruby Sapphire. Well, I'm mainly mentioning when they're t- when they've started. Actually, since Black and White when they started. Having the red blue on the stats. Yes, but Poke- Ruby Sapphire is when they started listing natures, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Gen three is when nature. Yeah, is when natures came yeah. into play. I was for some reason thinking abilities, but that was Gen two. Yes. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. We'll pretend. We'll, we'll pretend like you're right. Anyways, natures are uh, a Pokemon's nature. It's this inherent quirky style of existence it has that also affects its stats. For example, I think like one of the ones that I know best are Adamant and Modest. Yeah, no, because those are the easiest. Those are the easiest ones to remember. Adamant increases physical attack, decreases special attack. And Modest increases special attack, but decreases physical attack. Pokemon can only have one nature. And what natures basically do is they give a 10% increase to one stat and a 10% increase to another. So basically the reason that it can throw everything askew is that, like, let's say, again, we're going for that Snorlax. Yeah. And we, we got the 5 IV, we're rocking it, mm-hmm. we got, um, we're ready to EV train it, but it hatches, and we look, and it's a modest nature. Yes. What modest is, is it gives that 10% decrease to attack for a 10% increase in special attack. Yes. And for someone like Snorlax, that's effectively worthless. Yeah. But the advantage of natures is, if you get a, if you do your nature breeding properly, and you get the right nature... It's basically a free 10%, 10% increase in a stat you want. Because, ideally, you're going to have that 10% decrease in a stat you don't need. Exactly. Like, against Snorlax, you would want that in your... Special attack. Special attack. Or, or in, even speed. Yes. I mean, speed's probably better than special attack. It's probably better to get rid of the special attack than the speed. Very few Pokemon want a low speed. Unless you're running a Trick Room team. Yes. Or, or you want a, low speed. Or a uh, Gyro Ball team. <laughs> Gyro Ball. Anyways, but... um. 
Or, for example, Espeon, who is a very heavy special attacker. One of the best special attackers that aren't legendary. Uh, you give Espeon modest. Espeon doesn't want to hit people physically, it wants to use special attack. So giving it modest is basically a free 10% increase in special attack with no real downside. Exactly, because when you're lowering that stat you don't need anyway, it's not even a downside. It's just, oh well, that stat that is essentially useless to me anyway mm -hmm. is just more useless now. Oh well. Yeah. I'll get over it. No, there is definitely... Which is the reason why natures are so good is because it's just that free stat boost. Yeah. But uh, there's, a couple, there's also a couple ways to um, kind of choose what nature you're looking for when you're breeding. The Everstone, if you give it to a Pokemon... It's what an eighty percent chance that I think it's like, like really, really, really high. Something like that. Something like around. It's basically. It's effectively guaranteed. Effectively guaranteed to pass down the same nature and yes. I believe ability too. Yes. Same nature and ability to its offspring Pokemon. So I'm not sure about the ability. I know nature. I, I know nature's guaranteed. That uh, that nature was in there too, or yeah. ability. Excuse me. But I could also be wrong. It's heavily weighted towards the uh, the mother's ability, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So usually, so if you're breeding, so the gender of a baby Pokemon, and the gender, the type, the species of a baby Pokemon will always be the female. Except for when the female is a ditto, in which case it will be the male. And then egg moves are determined by the father. Yes, but ability is very heavily slanted towards the mother. So we can probably get into those in a bit more depth. Yeah, we can episode. go into those We can get into later. the Wally Pokemon breeding episode. Exactly, the breeding, the breeding special yes. with Jake and probably Nick. Probably. I'm here more often than not. <laughs> with, with Jake and Nick TM. Oh, yeah. The technical machine. Exactly. All right. TM87, swagger. Yeah. But I mean, so basically, the advantage is the three things you have to know when you're breeding a Pokemon or trying to get a Pokemon really strong for competitive battling are you want to know its IVs, its EVs, and its nature. And you want to try to make all three of those as optimum as possible for what you want this Pokemon to do. And the best thing is that you have some degree of control over... You have, I, you, have you have either a moderate to large amount of control, depending on which of the three it is. EVs you one hundred percent control, mm -hmm. and then natures and IVs you have to manipulate. Yeah, but, na but nature is fairly easy. Nature is fairly easy. Yeah, IVs are easily, I would say, by far the hardest and the most time requirement. So, oh yeah, it sounds like theoretically that's going to be a lot easier in Sun and Moon. Again, which I don't be, mind that much. Could be total. Uh, Nothing, but, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that change. Yeah, I think it'd be a little easier. I think it's... I think it would definitely open up a lot more players to a competitive battling scene. And now, now, Nick, on is the, the question theory, of the day? It is question of the day. All right. On the topic of Sun and Moon, of all the leaked Pokemon we have seen, what is... Or I guess, out of all the le leaked Pokemon we've seen, who is your favorite? Are we including variations of old Pokemon? Yes. It might be... It might be, uh, Psychew. Ooh. <laughs> Mostly because I like calling it Psychew. For those who haven't caught it, Raichu is now a psychic type. <laughs> See, actual... Hence the nickname Saichu. I'm actually really excited for Wishy Washy. <laughs> the, the school the form, of school course. Of fish. The fish just made up of more fish. <laughs> I don't it's... know, it seems pretty fishy to me. Hey, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be just floundering about there on the battlefield, you know. <laughs> is it gonna be flopping about? Flailing, maybe? Flailing even. Hope it knows flail. God, it's just this giant flailing mass of fish. Okay. Um, it just, I think it looks cool. I think it's going to be interesting. Um, Doesn't it have a really good ability, if I recall correctly? Its ability is schooling. <laughs> it's going to school some kids. Exactly, you know. <laughs> Bring them right into pound town. <laughs> All right, Put Nick. Put them in their place. 
This was, you know, quite quite a grueling episode to get through. It's it was. I'm not, sure our our sure, I'm not sure it's our best, but it's definitely an important it's, one to get it's through. Our, it's definitely our most informative. The memes weren't quite on point as they usually are, but you know I mean, what? hey, at least the mic works, right? Exactly. You know, you're here. We, we have you here for your personality, Nick, not your memes. Hey, my memes are my personality. Without <laughs> memes, what am I? You are, I don't know. Empty inside. We all are. Wake me memes. up inside. <laughs> Wake me up. Wake me up inside. I can't wake up. Save me. I love, I love the goofy rendition of that. It's like one I of my favorite renditions of most songs. It's just, it's my favorite thing ever. Oh, but again, thank you for joining us. It was again one of our lengthier episodes. But I'm you know sure what? I'll be back again someday. Exactly. You know, again. I think I've been here more episodes than I've not been here for. Yeah, probably. Have there been two I haven't been on here for? Two or three. Ben. It was Ben twice. And then Donald? Donald hasn't been on yet. No, it's just... Oh, it's Whipple, right? Donald... Or... I almost said Donald. God damn it. Ben Donald? twice. Seth. <laughs> Seth. And Anthony. So I've... So there's four. four other guests. I guess three other guests other than you, with Ben being the only repeat other guest other than you. And I've been on, I think, four episodes? Four or uh, five, Dragonite, yeah. Barkanine, this... Kingdra. Kingdra. Yeah. Haha. Cool. <laughs> they are nothing compared to me. Really, they aren't. You know, I mean, the other other one is Ben, who is you know only half a year, half your skill level, and the worst Pokemon trainer of all time. Goddamn right. <laughs> Improve your skills. Exactly. Then comes your skills me. are inferior. <laughs> your skills are inferior. Oh no, I I, I love the Wukong Tom where he just like bends over and taps his butt. I know, right. <laughs> It's Improve your savvy. skills! Then come find I me. Mean. <laughs> oh, what is this? The League of Legends podcast? Oh, yes. Dank memes and, and pokey dreams. Exactly. That's the next one. Next one featuring... Look out for the League of Legends podcast featuring Jake <laughs> and Nick coming... Uh, L- League memes. League memes, yeah. Coming never to a theater near you. Coming never to a theater probably really far away. Exactly, because... We, you know, no one, no one wants to pay for that shit to go on a big screen. I wouldn't even. <laughs> if, we, if we had a movie, if we had a movie, I would not go see it. I might like, go see it. I, I, I wouldn't support that. Yes, you would. No, okay, I would. Just because. <laughs> if it's a movie about just us because memeing. eventually that movie would indirectly, you know, the money would indirectly come back to me, but less than the money I spent to see it. But you know what? <laughs> less than the money I spent to see it. Anyway, and thank you, everyone. They'd probably be screaming children. Oh God! Don't, don't trigger me. Triggered. You're gonna punch something. Fucking triggered. There's just. Check my hey, kids. I know you do. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on this week's episode of Unless the you're a child who's Unless you're a theater. child who goes Scream. to movie theaters and yells while I'm trying to watch In which Captain case, America. Please stop listening to us. Yeah, that, that's just a, a whole other can of worms that I don't want to get into. That's fair. But a big thank you to Andrew Davis for our wonderful theme song and Cam Mullins for our amazing logo. And also a big shout out to Infinity Break for hosting this show. And be sure to check out their other shows at infinitybreak.net. And be sure to tune in next week as we talk about everyone's favorite normal turned fairy, Togepi. We'll see you then. Hey there! Are you a fan of books? Do you appreciate the smell of a dusty old tome? Do you annoy your friends with how excited you are when discussing literature? My name is Joshua Valentine, host of the Loud Librarian podcast. Every Monday, I, along with guests of varying levels of book nerdery, unleash our inner literary know-how. Hilarity and nonsense abound as we analyze and pick apart literary themes to an irresponsible degree. So relax, grab a cup of tea, and listen in. This podcast was part of Infinity Break, where we tell stories our own way. If you want to stay in the loop about what we do here at Infinity Break, you can find us on any social media platform at Infinity Break 23. 
That's Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you like what we do here at Infinity Break, check out our other shows, comics, and videos at infinitybreak.net and help spread the word by telling other people about our team. Leave a review on iTunes. The more five-star reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us and share in the infinite madness. Don't forget to check out our store under the Shop tab on our site, and if you're feeling generous, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinitybreak. Your monthly donation can help us improve the quality of this show and develop more shows for your listening and viewing pleasure. Until next time, Infinity Breakers, stay in the loop.